This is a Triple J podcast. Uh, I am back. <laughs> I can't believe it. Am I alive? Slightly. She survived. I survived the center of Australia. I, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, I went hiking from what well, we did a road trip from Darwin to Yulara to Uluru. Mm. Um, and just did so much hiking and camping, and it was very BCF. A lot of sleeping on the ground. Um, Pip didn't think that I could actually do it and survive, but I'm here. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't you, right, your body breaking down, it would yes. be somebody else murdering you. Like, it, there are this a lot was of a true crime podcasts waiting to happen. No, we and stupidly we listened to so many true crime podcasts on this trip that happened in the NT. Um, so that is a whole thing. But yes, Pip has been holding down the hookup fort. We love you, Pip. Thank you very much. Okay. You have been researching emotional cheating this week. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yes, I have. It is such an interesting topic. I'm so excited to unpack it with you. You're kind of coming at it with very fresh eyes. I've been in the trenches DMing people, reading all of your responses, and I had a really good chat with a couple's counsellor about it. So... I'm keen to see how you feel about it and like well, yeah, guide like, you on this journey, I guess. I think that when I hear emotionally cheating, like it's so nuanced. Like what are the signs? What should we look for? Like how do you even define it? It's so different from physical, which you know is just black and white. Yeah. It's one of those ones where people find it really tricky to define because even then sometimes it's hard to spot. It's so secretive. And a lot of the time when you bring it up with a partner, they like fully deny, they gaslight you. They're like, no, you're insane. Like they're just a platonic friend. It's just my workmate, Jared. Okay. <laughs> Sorry that you can't handle that. I have a friendship outside of you. And it's like, no, dude, something's going on. And it's often a gut feeling. We're going to get into it. Um, P.S., by the way, um, the reason why I might be so invested in this topic is because I have been an emotional cheater before. Excuse me? I have reconciled with it. I'm in recovery. <laughs> no, it was many, many years ago, but I do want to tell you all about it. But you're just going to keep listening to find out. So I think with emotional cheating, a lot of people talk about it in the sense of like a monogamous relationship, right? Yeah. Which I think what we'll do for most of this podcast is talk about it through that lens. Yeah. But it can happen in E&M, ethical non-monogamous and poly relationships too because you decide what is considered cheating in your own relationship. Yeah. But for this, we're going to focus on monogamy. And like you were struggling with before, D, how exactly do you define it? Turns out that there are so many definitions. I threw this up on our Instagram stories at Triple J, the hookup, and people had a lot of different ideas. Tom messaged us saying, once you feel the need to keep it from your partner, it's cheating. I'm like, oh, whoa, that's yeah. a broad brush. If you're hiding something. Yeah. Chrissy came through as well and she said, um, I have a partner who struggles with communication and letting down his guard. Um, and he has these really long, deep, reassuring conversations with a female workmate. And she has an issue with that because she's like, that's emotional cheating for me. Like you are unloading this kind of conversation on someone else other than me and it's building a connection outside of our relationship right you're not using the opportunity to chat to me about this stuff exactly so I obviously brought this to our couples counselor Jill Jarde. I was like girl what is going on what is the definition and this is what she had to say it's a bit fuzzy and it's sort of in the gray but essentially what like an emotional affair is is when you develop a really deep 
intimate connection with someone else who's outside of your relationship essentially so you know if you're in a monogamous relationship and you've developed like a, like a, probably a stronger connection than you do with your current partner that would be deemed as an emotional affair or emotional cheating okay i'd love that but what about like if it's also sexual as well as emotional like someone sending notes yeah, so we actually had a few people come through and they said their own definition included that. So Emma messaged us saying, my ex cheated through snaps um, and texts telling girls that they are hot, they're thick, nothing physical, but it was toxic and we broke up. So I asked Jill, I was like, okay, does sexual stuff count? Even if you're kind of having like sexual thoughts or if your interactions or if you're kind of like on social media and it is around you know, sexual innuations or that kind of thing. Well, that is also in terms of the context of your monogamous relationship is not appropriate to that. Um, And that is deepening a connection with someone else completely outside of your relationship. There you go. And also D. Yeah. You know, we love a poll. I was like, where's the poll? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, sorry, Pip, we are so anal um, for you listening. Like, we are so anal about polls because it's our our opportunity to do a bit of science, you know, get a bit of data. Yeah. We got like 50K out of you, like, on, on the Instagram. So we got to ask you. So we did. What did you find out? I asked, what's worse, physical cheating or emotional cheating? What do you think the answer is? I'm going off what I would think, and I would say emotional cheating. I do completely agree. Yeah, with this. I'm like happy with that number. Not that I need to be happy about it. <laughs> I'm meant to be like non biased here. With the data. <laughs> I'm happy with the data. Um, do you agree? Does that ha- is that how you feel? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's worse because it's sustained over a longer period of time. I've even had partners tell me actually that they were like, I would prefer you to like physically cheat than emotionally cheat because it's like maybe like a one-time thing. Yeah. There's certain parameters, obviously, but, you know, that's truly interesting that everyone agreed and we agree too. So, of course, I put it to Jill again and I asked, are you surprised by this stat? I'm not surprised by it because, like, it really, if you've ever, if you've ever been on the receiving end um, or if, if you've ever been in a relationship where it's happened and it really hurts. Like, it, and it, it, it is an affair, it is cheating, like, just to, like, validate that for any of your listeners, like, it's real. Um, and I think we all want to feel like we, like, we are the leading actor of our partner's lives, right? Like Yeah, no main character energy. Main character energy. No one wants to be the extra, right? Like, we all want that role. And um, when you've been blindsided or when it's kind of happened where you've actually now realising, like, hang on, like, I ain't the main person, you know, that that's really that's really hard. That's really hard to kind of deal with. Classic you saying main character <laughs> energy. But that's so right. Like, that's how I would define it. It's mm. the fact that when you build a relationship with someone, this is just my take of it, is like you feel like you've created this really – special world like you know stuff about each other that no one else knows you have this emotional connection that no one else gets from that person like sometimes you're like oh my god I get to see 
everything about this person that so many other people don't get to see and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. You're like each other's special little guys. You know, you come to each other for solving problems and in a weird way, like relationships give our lives meaning. I know that sounds like deep, but somebody in the open plan office said that to me. Oh, and I can't stop thinking about it. Who was it? Name? Shout out Stephen Goodhue. Oh, that's so sorry. That is such a Stephen thing. To well, say. he's like part psych as well as True. music team, so he knows his shit. And he was like, "Yeah, relationships give meaning to our lives. So if you have your special little guy, and they're going to somebody else and telling people their deep dark problems and not sharing and confiding in you, then you don't feel special anymore, mm. and that sucks." Mm. Okay, if it hurts so much, we all agree 65% of us, it's worse than physically cheating. Like, why why are people doing it? The super soft, fluffy response that I'm going to give you is probably more that we all kind of just have, like, a need for connection. We all have a need to be, like, really understood and heard and, do you know what I mean? Like, feel, yeah, like, feel, like, seen. And sometimes, like, you know, we do meet people that are able to do that for us or sometimes we're not getting it in our relationships or and it might even be even things around like interests as well so I reckon that's where the work stuff or kind of the hobby stuff sort of comes into it where you meet someone else who is actually interested in the stuff that you that you like or that you're really passionate about that you don't really get from your partner. I've been doing my research D. have been talking to a lot of people about this mm-hmm. and the crazy thing that stands out to me is that there is some delulu happening in this frame of mind because people don't even realize that they're doing it. But Jill, you know, I you know, I talked to her about this and she was like you really do need to check yourself because it can start really innocently but it can get to the point where you're like fully delusional about how the relationship mm. or what the relationship is. What happens or what we kind of see with clients is um like what's the difference between like an emotional affair, affair and a friendship or like a workmate? Like that's where it becomes like super tricky. Yeah. And um, often for the partner who's kind of involved in an emotional affair, a lot of people don't see it that way. They don't think that they're doing anything wrong. But actually if it's causing damage to your relationship, um, then yes, there is like a sense of betrayal there. There are things happening, um, but it's you know you can't prove it because there isn't that physical consequence for the other person. So Dee, I spoke to this girl called Lou quite a lot about her emotional cheating experience and her thoughts. That was a little definition that she kind of ran by. But to give you some context of what happened, she found out that her ex was emotionally cheating on her. She did a little snoop on the phone because she had a little gut feeling. Oh, she went through his messages? Yeah, and she found some messages that she did not like. It was mostly just flirtatious conversation, but some of it was more deeper emotional conversation. For example, he hadn't used emojis or smiley faces or any kind of funny conversation with me for a long time. But the conversations he was having with these women were the ones that we originally had when we were going through our chatting phase. Not the emojis. Honestly, it breaks your heart. I... I don't, (laughs) that would destroy me. If I was seeing someone and they used to send me cute little emojis with love hearts, that one with the love hearts around Mm. the face all the time. No. The love heart, like, oh, just anything love hearty. And then they stop doing that and then you see them texting other fucking people. Yeah. With the same emojis. It actually does, like, 
hit home for me because I feel like when you go scroll back to any relationship at the start, you're so infatuated with someone, you're putting in all that effort. And then, yeah, to see it not reciprocated and being giving to other people, like genuinely, I felt so bad for Lou and I really feel for her. But this is the crazy thing, right? She confronted the ex about it and he just didn't get it. I found it quite hard when I was trying to communicate with him afterwards when I said, this is actually what I've seen is happening. I'm no longer okay with this. And it was quite hard for him to understand the impact that it had because I think for him it was very black and white. Cheating is a physical thing um, and it was not as easy to communicate how I was feeling because he just didn't empathise with that. Um, So it probably did take away a bit from that main character vibe. Obviously it's awful what she went through. But, yeah, I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I do kind of understand a little bit about why people don't realise that it could be emotionally cheating, especially when you haven't had the conversation about what you consider cheating. Because physical cheating there is so much, yeah, like she said, like black and white, like it's you physically do the act. You know that that is cheating. Mm. Whereas it's harder to quantify emotional cheating. Is it is it a smiley face? Is it, I don't know, talking it's, about your relationship to the other person? Is it like flirting with them? Like, you know what I mean? There could be so many. For someone, it might not be crossing a boundary, but for someone else, it could be like, oh, you flame reacted to their story. Mm. That's emotional cheating. It you really know? goes under the radar a lot of the time. And like I think what happened with Lou, it's like she's, confronted the boyfriend and he's like I don't get it he's probably said something like I have just a close personal relationship with these people they're helping me through things but if you didn't previously like I guess set up the expectation of like don't go to people with like our private problems or like your problems I want you to like communicate with me because I Mm. love you then yeah like I kind of do get maybe why people get confused about it and I will say actually just to add to this this is definitely not a gendered thing at all but one thing that did stand out I feel like a lot of dudes actually don't know the term emotional cheating. So many guys I've spoken to, they're like, what's emotional cheating? And I'm like, what do you mean, what is it? Mm. And then I explain it what it is and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I do know what that is. So maybe it's like not in the zeitgeist as much as we thought. Anyway, that's, that's just inter- a side yeah, note. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Obviously, like we've been talking about, it's hard to spot, I think, because like we said, very nuanced and secretive. Um, not as black and white as physical cheating. So, Pip. Yeah. Talk to me. Talk to us. How do you know if you're the one doing it? There are so many signs. I'm going to let Jill take this one. Is there secrecy around your connection with this person? Um, or do you think about this person all the time? Like, are they taking up a lot of your space and energy or is there always a need to kind of connect with that person or are you kind of going out of your way to make time for that person? Um, that would, and, and like, are you, like, and what, like, what's the nature of the relationship? Like, you know, is it that you're like kind of sharing all of your stuff, your deepest kind of thoughts with this person and not with your partner are you um you know talking to them about your relationship and how much your relationship sucks which again you can do that with a friend right like (laughs) absolutely yeah but like um it's usually there's often like some secrecy and also like a need to protect 
that that relationship as well, which is probably a sign that it's not um, kind of on board. Interesting. Mm. Um, excuse me. Yes. I feel like you haven't spoken about when you did it. <laughs> no, but actually, though, seriously, how, like, listening to that, how did you, did you know you were doing it or have you just noticed that you've done it in hindsight? Okay, I can pinpoint the exact moment I knew I was doing it. Tell us the story. What happened? I'll paint a picture. I was three years into my first relationship. I was probably like 2021, 20, just moved out of home. I was still, oh, I just finished uni. Yeah, so it was around that time. I met somebody and I became like really infatuated with them. I wanted to hang out with them all the time, had lots of like chats with them outside the relationship. And the moment I knew that I was emotionally cheating was we were out together, me and this mate, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is a date. Like this feels like a date, you know? Like if, from an outside perspective, I was like, we're doing things that are like datey and like having this like weird – crush like that was kind of going beyond and we both knew I think what was going on and we both really liked each other um but it never got physical and never said anything well maybe I'd look back at the messages and be like they were so flirty because that's the Mm. main thing about this it's all like hindsight Mm. for a lot of people they're like oh no I realized later do you feel like you're lying to yourself yeah definitely yeah, I was yeah because I was like, that's a bad thing to do. Like, what did I'm you a bad do then? Person. Did you just st- stop it? Yeah, um, I stopped it, and then also that original relationship, like we broke up. Oh, did you get with the person that you emotionally cheated with? Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, you fucking did. I know oh. it's hectic, but you know, uh, a few other people came through with their stories about being the emotional cheater, and I welcomed it because I was literally like, I am that, like, mm. and it's okay, like it's a bad mistake to make but you can recover from it which we'll get to soon but yeah Adam got in touch um and like I was saying before it's a bitch to look back at this in hindsight and that's kind of how he knew he was doing it we knew we had a lot of similarities and we were getting along really well um I started looking back at some of the conversations and I was like oh no I'm actually flirting here and realizing very quickly as well that I was flirting getting flirted back with and it also made it more difficult knowing that this other person knew I had my girlfriend so it also made things even more convoluted and confusing for me at those times okay I have thoughts about the person flirting with someone who's in a relationship knowing that they're full well in a relationship oh but we don't have time you're gonna message my redacted <laughs> about it <laughs> We don't have time. Look, we don't. I don't want to You're feel... You're as bad as each other. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get into it anyway. Speaking of signs, though, I want to talk about this real quick because a couple of people messaged us, D, um, saying that they reckon if you crush or fantasize about somebody else, that's a sign that you're emotionally cheating on someone. What do you think of that? I mean, no in my definition, but I kind of like what we were saying at the start. Like Everyone will have different definitions on what they consider cheating, and that's what you negotiate and decide on amongst yourselves. Mm. So, like, each to their own. But, like, I don't know. I'm kind of like, come on, we're allowed to fucking have a mass to someone that we crush on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. But, like, sure, fine if that's a boundary for you, whatever. Do you want to hear what Jill said? Yes. So it's kind of more so what you do with it as opposed to the feeling of it or the experience of it. So, again, like a lot of this advice that she's been giving us, it's about the action you take it into action then it's when it gets a bit hairy yeah that's fair so 
Okay, what I want to know is like how do you define a healthy friendship outside of your own relationship? Yeah, because we've been hearing a lot about how things can be unhealthy. But yeah, what exactly does it look like? Well, I asked Jill this and her answer was so simple. I loved it. Friendships or healthy friendships are supportive. They don't take the leading role. Oh, you went wrong. Do you want to hear it again? Main character energy. Yeah, I want to hear it again. (laughs) One more time. Put it on a (laughs) t-shirt. Healthy friendships are supportive. They don't take the leading role. All right. So what does, like, how do you know when you are crossing a boundary then as a friend? Would you feel comfortable to show your partner, like, messages that you have with this other person? Would you, you know, if your partner was in the room and that other person was in the room, would you talk as you would normally, like... Like, if, if that's no, then, like, you'd be asking yourself, what's that secrecy about? Kind of what you were saying at the start, Pip. If it's something that you wouldn't show your partner the messages and you're hiding them from them, mm. then that's probably a sign, right? Yes. If they are in the room with you and let's say it's like me, I'm having this quote-unquote date with my supposed friend, if my partner was there at the time and they were watching, would they be happy with it? Absolutely not. Mm. You'd know. Also, if you're deleting texts or DMs or messages, I feel like that's shady behavior. I've even heard of people having like pins on like certain conversations (gasps) and you have to have a Like privacy locks? Yeah, like a privacy lock on the actual conversation. That screams emotional cheating. Yeah. But let's think about these like more subtle things. I think that like what Jill said is like such a good barometer in terms of figuring out if you're overstepping that boundary. Say you're listening right now and you're in a relationship, maybe it's new, it's you've been together for a while, whatever it is, you don't know if your partner is emotional cheating or you want to know what the signs are to look out for in the future. Pip, how can you tell? Once again, I... Going to Jill. So, sorry. <laughs> Why am I asking I, you? Jill, I can tell you. Jill, how can you tell Jill? <laughs> you do actually see your partner becomes a bit different. You know, they kind of withdraw from you a bit and they're not as available and they're more like private. And, but also you'd be picking up on like different vibes, like really different vibes. And like just, and uh, you know, some people also say like even like during sex as well that, you know, they just either their, you know, their partner just doesn't seem very present anymore, doesn't really seem that interested in them anymore or um, or maybe like you've noticed that, you know, they're talking about work, for example, but not really giving much detail about like like the who's, you know, or maybe you've noticed them talking a little bit too much about someone where you're like, oh, hang on, like what's, what's going on here? Like, so I could most not all the time, but a lot of us probably have a bit of like a gut feel that something's not completely right, like something's shifted. Okay, so you think that your partner might be. How do you like? How do you bring it up? Because I feel like with emotional cheating, there's so much room for being gaslit, right? Because some people like not might not realize that they're doing it so they're like no you're crazy like we're just friends i just mm. feel like this you can't like lie if you physically see someone cheating you can be like i saw you yeah it's so much harder to be like i just got a vibe that you're like building a relationship with this friend yeah and even who we heard from before lou like when she read the messages i can so imagine that conversation of her being like hey i noticed that you are like having these really emotional deep chats with other people 
there's so many ways to explain that away. Um, and as she said before, her boyfriend didn't get it. And yeah, part of that confrontation, he did gaslight her. I felt crazy and I thought like I'd invented all this in my head, but I hadn't. There was actually proof that it had happened. Um, but he did also try and, you know, for several months gaslight me. And then even when I did confront him and say, this is not something I'm okay with, we're no longer going to be interacting with each other. Um, he said, you know, I'm, I haven't, and it doesn't matter if I tell you yes or no, because you wouldn't believe me. And then it was that um, gaslighting kind of putting it back on me. Yeah, hectic, hey? I can't even imagine. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it's really not a great spot to be in. Yeah, so obviously I put this to Jill, um, and she had some really good tips on how to start that conversation. Firstly, like lead with honesty, right? Like just be honest. Um, secondly, like we probably tried to like use like more like I kind of statements and make it more around things that you're kind of missing in the relationship. So it can be, you know, like I, I'm kind of feeling like I'm really, you know, missing you at the moment or I'm feeling like you're really distant at the moment. Like start off like that. Rather than I know you're hanging out with Jared from work. Yeah, yeah. I, I know see, you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like leave, leave, the, like leave the guns for later. Like just I reckon come off that way but be honest about it, be direct and be kind of really clear with them that you, you know, you are really worried. You are suspecting that something's going on. You know, do you have something to kind of tell? Like, but if you can, <laughs> if you can, I'd say lead, lead with like more I type statements to your partner. Love that. Obsessed with Jill. Me too. Every time we have her on, we're always like obsessed with you. Anyway, did she mention anything or did you get any advice from her about, say your partner's not emotionally cheating, but you want to prevent it from happening. Mm. How do you have a conversation around what you would consider emotional cheating? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we definitely spoke about that. And in particular about social media, like because so much of the emotional cheating is happening online and our phones are such like private parts of ourselves. Like it already feels like an intrusion if somebody... Reads. Reads stuff or needs to know. But yeah, I asked her about like boundaries in social media and how people can maintain that healthily. And this is what she had to say. But like something that you can do just like kind of practically is both actually just write a list of like what your boundaries are. Like what like what are the things that like are my like kind of knows when it comes to boundaries in our relationships. And to be honest, again, I just think different relationships, like the boundaries might look very different. So what works for me in my relationship, for example, for you is like, oh, hell no. Um, but like it is actually writing down, you know, like, for, you know, like maybe we don't want to have secrets um, or maybe we want to be more open and transparent around like, you know, who we're spending time with or whatever those are. So write your list down individually, come together and like have a conversation about like what you've what you've written. Um, and deeper than that, like even just like talk about why is it so important for you? Because um, I think the thing with these things as well is then sometimes it gets in the territory of like, oh, I feel like you're being really controlling or, you know, like it kind of goes that, that side. But actually... This is actually what healthy relationships are all about. They're able to have these kind of conversations. No, I was just going to say, like, even just little things like what I hear, I get this a lot with couples is a lot of stuff around social media. 
like, you know, liking, you know, an ex's posts or like these kind of like small kind of micro type of things, like they actually cause quite a bit of conflict for a lot of couples. But actually if you'd had the conversation, had the awkwardness, the awkward chat, then maybe you do you do something differently. I'm not going to lie. I love that we get this advice, but like, you know, we always get it from experts about communication, but I would really struggle to have that conversation at the start of a relationship because mm. maybe it's it's just a bit too serious. Oh, definitely. Do you know what I mean? It's like... It feels really hectic to be like, hey, here's this list of things that I'm not comfortable. Because from my experience... In relationships, usually what happens is things pop up eventually and then you go, oh, I didn't even know that that was a boundary of mine or that would be considered cheating. Mm. And then you like call them out on it. Mm, exactly. And then they then learn and then that's kind of how you learn your boundaries. Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like these things aren't linear and I think I've had that experience where it comes up later or midway through the relationship. Um, something I really did want to talk to Jill about before we wrap this up is – how, like, I mean, I should just look in a mirror at this point. I asked her, you know, what's the point? If you are really emotionally cheating, like, why are you in that relationship? If you are genuinely looking for your emotional needs to be met outside of the relationship, which is what so many people told me, D. Because surely you're quite quitting. Like, you've already kind of given up on your own relationship. Exactly. I had so many messages of people being like, my partner just wasn't there for me. So, of course, I was going to look for it outside. And... In some cases, it actually bettered their relationship. It was like a wake-up call to the partner. And in some, they were like, we broke up because they weren't they weren't giving me what I needed mm. in terms of emotions. Um, so, yeah, I asked her, I was like, should you just, like, actually break up at this point? Every person might be kind of in a different, you know, some people might be like, I don't see, like, any future in this relationship anyways. Like, you know, I'm just going to, like, do whatever I want, you know. But then I think, uh, like, for other people – they do actually still value the relationship, but somewhere along the line, they just haven't really been able to like, you know, articulate what their needs are, or maybe they've tried to articulate their needs and just didn't really feel like they have ever been met. So it's almost like this whole thing of um, searching for something, like, you know, I was talking about like connection and being seen, um, well, if I'm not going to get that from you, like I'm going to get it from someone else. And so like it is actually possible to like rebuild trust and um, have that connection with your partner again. But I think you just kind of have to be really honest with yourself and with your partner about what what it is that, you know, you're needing. Like, you- Right. Okay. So rebuilding trust. What did you say? What does that look like? Probably one of the first kind of things is like, really being able to look at your relationship together and see what kind of happened. And so like that requires a lot of accountability. Do you know what I mean? Like it requires like, Hey, you know what? Like looking back, I can actually own the fact that me, like I overstepped the boundaries and I developed like, you know, feelings for some, like you actually have to be able to do that to move like to start to kind of move on and you have to be able to be like see why like why is it that that happened and I couldn't get that from my relationship like that kind of stuff so some people like are able to do that um on their own and sometimes like you know a lot like a lot of other people need support like hence why you know I'm in the area of work that I do 
um, is actually looking at like relationships and love stories and seeing where these things like, you know, where things come up like this. Dee? Yes. Did you just love that episode? Sick. Obviously. I missed you. I missed everyone listening. I, yeah, I learned a lot. I think my biggest takeaway was the fact that it is nuanced and it's, it's all about, we say it all the time, but it's about communication. It's about figuring out what is your boundaries. Cause like we've been saying, it could be something totally different for you than it is to the person you're with, mm. than it is to the couple standing next to you at the shops. Do you and know I'm, what I mean? Yeah, unfortunately the goalposts will move like your entire life depending on who you're with. Yeah, you know? like so. I feel like I need it to, and I've never experienced emotional cheating apart from that ex that was like, I'm single, but that was when I was like in high school. But no, I like just need to experience moments in a relationship that make me go, oh, okay, you know, that I consider that. A boundary crossed. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about this is that the solid piece of advice I think everyone can take away is just like, you know, that gut feeling. If you think that you're overstepping the boundary, you pretend that your partner is in the room, that they're in a group chat with this person in the DMs, and you go, if they were to read this, how would they feel? Hope you enjoyed it. Um, thank you to everyone who contributed. It was such a fun, um, interesting episode. Um, and big thank you to Jill Jarde. You're the best. We love you. And like Pip said, we love hearing your hot takes, your stories. So DM us at any point at Triple J The Hookup. Follow us on Instagram. Um, also, please review us. Please. Give us some stars. We like, are hungry for the stars. I'm seriously such a praise kink bitch. <laughs> so Same. if you could give me five, like that would just do wonders. I'd get a whop, but whatever. Like no. <laughs> no, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No, seriously. All good if not, guys. No, we do, love, we do love getting your feedback. Um, okay. <laughs> goodbye now. Bye.